When we first hear the word renunciation, or maybe we hear it a lot, it's easy to mistake the object forsaken by this mind. For instance, we may think, someone who has renunciation forsakes all material possessions and all human relationships. Or we may think that someone who does not eat meat or who has taken a vow of celibacy has realised renunciation. In fact, the object that is forsaken by the mind of renunciation is samsara. And samsara does not exist outside of ourself. Therefore we cannot become liberated merely by abandoning our possessions changing our lifestyle, or becoming a nun or a monk. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. Why? Because samsara is something inside us, isn't it? The Geshe now tells us. If our possessions, our environment and our enjoyments are not samsara, if our friends and our relatives are not samsara, And if our worldly activities and our jobs are not samsara, what is samsara? (laughs) I love this sentence. All these things are not samsara. So we often say that, don't we? We look at, you know, some situation, oh, it's samsara. It's samsara, you know. We say it a lot, though, because we we like to throw around words that we don't understand very much. Sorry, they're in samsara, you know, samsara, as if we know what we're talking about. <laughs> so, here in, in the Joyful Path of Good Fortune book, Venerable Geshna tells us samsara is uninterrupted rebirth without freedom or control. Samsara is uninterrupted rebirth without freedom or control. Okay? So there's not a single living being in samsara who has been free to choose his or her present form of life or who enjoys freedom and control over his or her experiences in this life. This is you and me. We did not choose the country where we were born or the parents that we have. We cannot choose when we will die. We did not choose to be rich or poor. It may seem that there are many people who enjoy freedom, but in fact those people are bound to experience suffering just like everyone else. They become sick without choice, and they die without choice, and then they take rebirth without choice. They do not experience real peace and pure happiness. This is samsara, this lack of control. You know, Maybe you recognize it in your own mind. Your own life, lack of control. However much plans we make, many plans. Still, just depends, doesn't it? What's going on? What karma's ripening for us? <clears throat> if someone were to ask us, "Are you free to eat dinner tonight?" We would say that we are free. But actually, we have no freedom because we cannot say for sure that we will not die before the evening. True? Of course. Hmm. We cannot be certain that we shall not become ill and incapable of eating anything. True? Yeah, I think so. 
Since we have no control over the conditions of our existence, we do not have freedom to choose what we'll experience in this life. So this is why our experiences are random. It's just like, just, what's going on with my, this is happening, that's happening, something's happening, oh, I don't want this to happen, but it's happening. The reason is we're in samsara. We're in this cycle of uninterrupted rebirth without freedom or control. Right now, we still have no freedom or control over our rebirth. We don't know what's going to happen at the end of this life. Hands up if you do. What's going to happen when I die? Is good karma going to ripen? Is bad karma going to We don't know. So right now we have no control over our future rebirth. We're in samsara. If we send a helium balloon up into the sky when there's a lot of wind, maybe this should be, if we send a drone up into the sky, you know, when there's a lot of wind, the balloon will go wherever it is blown. The balloon itself cannot determine its own direction. And we're just like this balloon, blown by the winds of our karma in the direction of our next life. Our lives follow one another in an uninterrupted succession, like the spokes of a wheel spinning. You know, wheel spinning, one, one spoke, next spoke, next spoke. Immediately after death comes birth. And birth soon transforms into death. Soon. Soon. It's coming soon, isn't it? Samsara is in the nature of suffering, just as fire is in the nature of burning. It's a very good analogy. If we do not want to get burned, we must be afraid to touch fire. And if we want to avoid suffering, we must be afraid of being born without choice. Being born as a god, being born in hell, are the same insofar as both conditions are unfree and the basis for all suffering. If we are wise, we will want to find release from all samsaric conditions, both high and low. In other words, we'll generate genuine renunciation. Geshe Potawa said, It is not sickness and death that I fear, so much as samsaric rebirth. That's the, that's the sort of uh, voice of an experienced practitioner. Now, can we say that? Eh, I'm not so bothered about sickness and death, but future rebirth, I'm really worried about that. It's the opposite for us, isn't it? We worry about sickness and death. We don't worry about our future rebirth because we're suffering from human complacency, thinking we're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Venerable Geshe will come for me. Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. We can't have that confidence. If we're doing this meditation properly, we can't rely upon such a thought. Anyway, considering all these things, we should realize that for as long as we remain in samsara, we shall have no freedom, and we'll be bound to experience continuous suffering. In this way, we should develop a strong wish to attain liberation from samsara. That's just a little taste of joyful power. It's very beautiful. And it will change your mind if you, if you study and practice it. So the meditation that we do, what do we do? We can end our contemplations about the sufferings of samsara. There's many, many, many things you can think about. As I said sometime, if you're like this businessman who's always looking out to make a profit, if you're a Lamrim practitioner who's always looking out to find good reasons to leave samsara, you can find thousands of reasons every day. From the time when you get up to the time when you go to bed, in your dreams, there's many, many reasons for you to leave samsara. 
So many of our experiences are painful, uncontrolled, unwished for, unpleasant, and so forth. And all of these should be telling us, get out of samsara. Any pain or suffering, get out of samsara. Any problem we have, get out of samsara. Telling ourselves, you know, you need to leave. You need to leave samsara. This is happening because you're in samsara. Get out. And then finally, Geshe says, in Mirror of Dharma, about these contemplations, he said, just as a person trapped in a raging fire develops intense fear, so we should develop intense fear of the unbearable sufferings, of the endless cycle of impure life, samsara. And this fear is real renunciation and arises from our wisdom. Okay? So we've got to think about this fear again, like the fear of the lower realms. Yes, it's fear, but it doesn't make us shake. It doesn't make us wobbly or or unhappy. It doesn't make us unhappy. It makes us happy. This is a fear that makes you happy. Okay? Can you think like that? I I think you can. This is a fear that I'm I'm afraid of taking rebirth in samsara and I'm happy. Renunciation is a happy mind. So the object of this meditation is our determination to liberate ourselves permanently from the sufferings of our countless future lives. And it is renunciation. We should learn to develop this determination through contemplating the above explanation, which I haven't given you, of the purpose of this meditation. And when through this contemplation, a firm determination to liberate ourselves permanently from the sufferings of this life and countless future lives develops in our heart, once again, we've found the object of our meditation. So we've got nothing to do. Don't change your life, don't change your job, don't change your friends, don't change anything, but change your mind. Just change that mind. So we have a, a special feeling of renunciation, a secret, I'm a secret feeling, my feeling. Yeah. No one's going to know whether I'm a renunciator or not. I know, but they don't know. <clears throat> so from our heart we should think, There is no benefit in denying the sufferings of future lives. When they actually descend upon me, it will be too late to protect myself from them. Therefore, I definitely need to prepare protection now, while I have this human life, that gives me the opportunity to liberate myself permanently from the sufferings of my countless future lives. If I do not apply effort to accomplish this, but allow my human life to become empty of meaning, then there is no greater deception and no greater foolishness. I must put effort now into liberating myself permanently from the sufferings of my countless future lives, renunciation. We hold this determination firmly and we remain on it single-pointedly for as long as possible. Through continually training in this meditation, we will develop a spontaneous wish to liberate ourselves permanently from the sufferings of our countless future lives. And this wish is the realisation of this meditation. The moment we develop this wish, this realisation, we enter the path to liberation. Okay, so now we've gone through the doors and the gateways, we've gone the foundations, now we're actually on the path. We're on the liberating path when we have this spontaneous realisation of renunciation. Fantastic. We 